Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. We've got Phil Moss coming up in about half an hour to talk about all the Champions League that's gone on in the last couple of mornings. And it has been a woeful morning for Liverpool Football Club because they've been hammered in Italy by Napoli 4-1. Ajax beat Rangers 4-0. Bayern went to Italy and beat Inter Milan 2-0. Tottenham beat Marseille in London 2-0. Barcelona beat their Czech opponents 5-1. Atletico Madrid beat Porto 2-1. Just some of the results from match day one of the Champions League. And in the US Open, uh, some of those completed matches in the singles. Anna Sabalenka of uh, Belarus has beaten Karolina Pliskova 6-1-7-6 to go through to the semifinals. And Francis Tiafo, the 22nd seed, is through as well. He beat Russian Andrei Rublev in straight sets to go through to the last four as well. We've got Shane Crawford coming up shortly and some news in the Telegraph today in regards to the Swans, who, of course, have a preliminary final at the SCG Saturday week twilight. And uh, they'll play the winner of the Collingwood-Fremantle game this weekend. Paddy McCartan, who's been a revelation, he's re-signed until the end of 2024. His brother, Tom McCartan, re-signed until 2027. And this comes after co-captain Callum Mills, uh, it was announced uh, the last couple of days that he's extended as well till the end of 2029 this week, Loz. So they're all staying. The big question now is whether the big bud is next. I've already told you. Bud's, Bud's out, out, you're saying? Yep. Bud's going at the end of the year. He's going to Queensland to play. He's I don't know who Gold, for. Gold Coast. I know. Yeah, right up. Gold Coast. Yep. Um, and Signed, sealed, delivered. Oof. Yeah, win a premiership and then go. Yep. That's his goal. Dream come true is if they win the flag. You reckon he retired if they no, won the flag? No. no. He wants to keep Two-year deal, Gold Coast. Do you reckon do you reckon the Gold Coast is the right fit for him? Don't know. That's where he's going to get the money that he wants. Mm. That's where he's going to get the lifestyle that he wants for his family. Because I reckon the Lions would be a better chance to win a comp. Definitely. I don't, I don't think he cares about the next two years, nothing to win the comp. That's this year. That's the 10 years that he just sacrificed for the Swans. He wanted to win more flags than he has, and he obviously this yeah. one's his last last chance. I reckon the next two, two years is about lifestyle for his family, yeah. getting extra dollars for the bank account, and then maybe even an opportunity for after footy. Mm. Well, I think if the after footy is the one he should be or could be looking out for, because if you're trying to get him to your club and you're a development club like the Gold Coast are, and you've got aspirations of winning a flag, and you've got someone like Buddy going there, if his goal's not to win a flag... Well, it's not. You, you, don't, you, you, have, you, you don't actually, have a goal not to win. You'd love to win, but he's not going to choose. He's not going to make a decision based on, okay, who's if, if it's an extra $300,000 or a club's more likely to win a flag, these two years, last two years, I think he's going to take the, the extra cash. For someone that's played at an elite level and played with very good teams, I mm. think he'd find it hard. And I know the Gold Coast are you mm. know, moving through the ranks, but I'd still find it hard as an experienced player, a guy that's had a lot of success that he's had to go to a club and not play finals football and to be a part of a a team that you know wins a game here and there. I, I don't know. I, I'm just it's, it. It can be a long two years at the end of your career if you're playing in a team that's not playing finals. Definitely. What was unbelievable was week one of the finals last week. Outstanding, Croft. Good morning to you, mate. 
Yeah, good morning. That was just uh, out of this world. Uh, it set a very high bar moving forward because every game was exceptional and um, and just, you know, right to the, the final siren. So, uh, yeah, we've got another couple of crackers this week, which would be awesome too. What was the performance, the team performance, that really stood out for you out of the four winners? Oh, well, you can make a case for all of them. You know, Brisbane were the underdogs and they lost their ruckman in the very first minute of the game, which is a disaster, really, because uh, they didn't really have much of a backup. So they had to change the way that they went about it. And then you've got Geelong just finding a way to win um, after dominating the second half of the season. Um, and then you got Fremantle, who looked like they were just, well, looked like they didn't turn up. And then all of a sudden, they got on a roll. And then uh, away they went. And then you got the Swans, mm. who the heart. They, they, I tell you what, the Swans do. They they play accountable football. They sort of go back to the olden days where they make the good players accountable on the opposition. They put some time and effort into them, but then they work both ways. And it's just they leave it all out there. And I tell you what, they, they have to be favourites pretty much from here because you know they got the SCG. A prelim next week, they'll take on Collingwood or Fremantle, who are coming off another big game, obviously, this weekend. And, you know, even if they happen to take Geelong on at the MCG, that's not Geelong's home ground. You know, it's a big advantage for them to play um, down in Geelong. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Everything seems to be leaning towards the Swans to... uh, have a bit of premiership glory, but it's definitely not over yet. Definitely yeah. not over. Amazing, Croft. Well, you probably just answered my question. I was again, all of Sydney want to see the Swans go on and win the flag, but I, I wanted to know through your experience and knowledge, are they a serious contender? But you reckon they're the favourites? Well, they they have to be close to the favourites. Geelong deserve to be the favourites, but you would think next week. Um, they should be winning, you know, whoever they're playing. Um, although we know finals, especially prelims, don't often, you know, they're always the toughest matches for some reason. I don't know why. If it's fatigue, you know, right to the end of the year and just trying to find another level to get yourself into that grand final. But the, the improvement this year has been huge. The last couple of years with the Swans, they played all the young kids. They deliberately gave them exposure to play against at the AFL level, but playing on good players and learning more about themselves. And the real question mark coming into this final series was, would their academy kids and their young you know, kids who have been fantastic all year, would they stand up in finals? Uh, they are made of the good stuff. They're, they're the players that you want on your list going forward for the next 10 years for sure. So that's been proven now. So absolutely do they deserve to be definitely one of the favourites um, for the premiership now. Tell you, who I felt happy for last weekend. Croft was Gary Rowan. I mean, he's got plenty of criticism about his performances in finals football in the lead up to that game against Collingwood last weekend. But, geez, I thought he handled himself terrifically well and came up with a crucial play right at the end there. Yeah, and and you know he he was a good player at the Swans, and then he's been at the Cats, and he's been a good contributor there, but. What happens in the position he plays, you can go missing at times, especially in that forward line, depending on how the ball's coming in, which, once again, I blame the midfielders. But, um, <laughs> you know, but what you can control is your efforts. And he's in that team to harass the opposition, to, you know, use his blinding speed. And, um, yeah, it was great to see him, you know, stand up because there was a lot of critics and coming for him and saying, you know, he shouldn't probably play because he's not, 
made for finals or whatever, but he certainly proved them wrong. But um, the great challenge for him is just put that effort in, that same effort, and have that same consistency. It doesn't matter if you're kicking all the goals. It's just doing all those team things to help you actually get the ball through your goals. So, um, yeah, it was it was very well done. But, hey, uh, I'll tell you what, Friday night, Melbourne-Brisbane Lions, this is massive because don't forget we had the Dane Zorko, Harrison Pedard mm. situation with the sledge match where, you know, Harrison Pedard ended up in tears. And the Melbourne players won't forget that. Uh, the Lions were shocking. They were horrendous because um, that was the opportunity to go top four. They were playing at home. And I don't know what happened. They just did not turn up. But last week, we saw the real Lions. They're definitely capable of matching um, the Demons. So this is going to have a bit in it, this match. It's going to be on. Players don't forget those things very quickly. And you've got Petrarca, who's got a hairline fracture. Um, and he's got a calf that's got a big cork in it as well. So all of a sudden, that's a real key to the Demons. You take Petrarca or Oliver or Gorn out of that midfield, all of a sudden, you reconsider where Melbourne are at and whether or not they're capable of winning the flag. So it's going to be interesting to see because Christian Petrarca is going to be probably, I don't know, 70%, maybe 60%. He's still going to contribute more than the 22nd person on the list. So, you know, is it going to be enough to help the Demons continue on? So that, for me, is very intriguing. And I've never played with a broken leg before or a little fracture. Um, although I was capable, you know, mentally capable. <laughs> but it's, it's a running game. Like you, and, and he's an explosive animal. The way he powers out of the packs, um, the way that he, he keeps his feet when he's got opposition tackling him, he twists, he turns, um, he, he uses his explosive power to get that space. He's not going to get that this week. Because you can't tell me you can still perform at the same level with a, a fractured leg and, and a severe cork in your calf. You just can't. So that's an intriguing match. That's a must-watch match on Friday night because the demon, uh, the Lions will be wanting to actually show because they were shattered. They were absolutely shattered. Um, they couldn't really put a finger on what went wrong. So they'll be wanting to go, nah, we're going to show everyone what we're capable of. So we've got match on Friday night, which will be awesome. Dollar thirty-five Melbourne, Brisbane three dollars twenty-five, Collingwood a dollar fifty-two, Fremantle two dollars fifty-five with tab. So it sounds like you're not envisaging an upset though out of those two matches. Well, I tell you what, Frio don't discount Frio because they're a real defensive unit. The way their mindset and that's what's got them into the finals and kept them winning throughout the year. And I reckon the last time they played Collingwood, I think they wiped them. Um, I think they really did clean the floor. So they'll come over with a lot of confidence that they can definitely match them. Um, and what we saw in the, the second, third and fourth quarter against the Bulldogs was what they're capable of doing. They just apply pressure. They're just in your face. The opposition have got no space, no time to make decisions or go in the direction they want to go. So I wouldn't discount Freo. That for me is a real, you know, Collingwood obviously, you know, was super against the Cats. But it's a different opposition. The Cats give you a chance. They sort of play, you do your bit, we'll do our bit. Whereas Frio go, no, nah, we, uh, we're just going to stop some of the good players. We'll just do the sort of Sydney blue-collar workers. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd have a little something on Frio, just maybe at the line, just to be able to match Collingwood for the majority. I reckon the Players Association would have knocked on Gil McLaughlin's door yesterday, Crawford, and looking for an increase in wages after a record 
broadcasting rights deal? He's done well, and he, he said that um, he celebrated by going get a, getting a Suvalaki at 5.30 in the morning, but he, he drove all over Melbourne, couldn't find one. Um, all he wanted was chicken with um, garlic sauce, Suvalaki, you know, so that's how you do. Uh, that's how you do a big deal. <laughs> that's how you celebrate it, is it? <laughs> what happened to the wheat fix at 5.30? Think about a few well, bit of toast. Yeah, well, the scrambled eggs. Yeah. Were, but um, I think they all had a bit of an all-nighter trying to make sure it, could get done. I think he had a bit of a hissy fit in the meantime. Um, and then he said, no, nah, do you know what? I need a souvlaki. So, um, no, well done to Gil. It's, uh, it's a great effort. And, um, yeah, now the Players Association, well, their eyes will light up. The players will be knocking on the door of the Players Association saying, listen, you need to make sure we're getting a good deal out of this. So, What's well, the current percentage, the AFL players? Oh, that's a very good question. Got no idea. Okay. Um, what would it be, about 12 mil, 13 mil salary cap, Krull? Something like that. Salary cap, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. down there. But um, but they'll be. I don't know what the slice of the right pie is. From a marketing point of view, from promotion of the game, you know. So the AFL always spin it that they're spending money in the communities and so forth. But footy in the country area is dying. So you know, I'd like someone to do an audit on that and tell us exactly what's really going on. But um, you know, so there's a bit of work to be done, and I think that's Gill's next challenge. He's got to work with the PA. He's got to. Uh, you know, get on top of that um, and try and come out with a solution where everyone's happy uh, moving forward. And, you know, I think in these situations, it's it's not about being greedy. You know, everyone needs money to live, but it's about making sure the game's really strong and and moving forward and developing. And I just, you know, I see it in country areas. It, it needs a huge lift. It needs, it needs a lot of uh, people involved in, you know, who are, donating all their time, um, you know, into their local clubs. But um, if the AFL can somehow tip in a little bit of money just to get behind all of these, you know, little clubs to keep them alive and keep them going, I think that's certainly going to help. Here, here, and I think it should happen in most sports oh, too, to in say, the bush. Sounds like other codes we I'll, talk I'll about. I'll tell you what, we've got, uh, we got an issue with the Swans, though. The, um, the Swans, if they make the grand final, they're going to have to make a decision about Josh Kennedy. So Josh Kennedy, uh, an absolute great of the Sydney Swans. He's the most contested football ever uh, from the Swans. I think he's won the most contested football ever in the competition. Uh, and he's just a, a ripping person. He was, you know, he was the captain. He he's just loved by all. And he's had hamstring issues. Um, he did a hamstring trying to come back a few weeks ago. Anyway, he'll be he'll be almost ready to go. Mm. But you know what? What do you do? You you probably can't play him. Um, but I tell you what, watch this story. It's going to develop into a bit of a hurricane, I reckon, because you'll get a bit of support from the supporters. But you know, it's a it's a hard call. You've done a couple of hamstrings this year. You probably got to go with the side that's been getting it done during the finals and. That for me is a bit of a watch, but he's uh, he's a superstar, and you know, no matter if he's in or not, he'll he'll be a hundred percent behind the team because that's the type of guy he is. Great stuff, Croft. Enjoy the weekend. No worries. See you later, bye. Get into Totally Workwear Rydlemere right for all your workwear gear. We stock the biggest and best brands like King G, Hardjacker, FXD, and Steel Blue. Make sure make sure you check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. It's a must see. Does your business workwear branding need a freshen up? Darren and the team will get you sorted. Open until 7pm every workday, and there's Darren staring oh, right I was going to say, me. mate, 
I reckon you were a bit nervous for that, Rory. Why did you yes. move back? Is that why you moved back in your chair? <laughs> yeah, I just, so I could see yeah, Darren. Yeah, just, mate, <laughs> I, I think you were a bit nervous. I think you thought, you know, I want to impress Darren. Sell the product. Yeah. If I was to impress Darren, this is what I would do. <laughs> <clears throat> Get in to Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your workwear gear. Now, we stock the biggest brands like King G, Harjaka, FXD, and Steel Blue. Is that wraps? Make sure you check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. It's a must-see. Does your business workwear branding need a freshen up? Darren and the team will get you sorted. We're open until 7 p.m. every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere. 279 Victoria Road, opposite Bunnings and Maccas. First to open... Last to close. We've got you covered. <laughs> any parking? When I go there, is there any parking? Parking. Guys, any plenty parking? of parking. Plenty of parking. Yeah, easy to park. Right, yeah. Like it. So yeah, there you go. Well, well, you, you, recovery. What, 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 what read did you... No, that no, was no I loved it. That you was like great. That one? What yeah. was the accent? Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. It was a combination out. of Ravs and who else? Oh, no, it was just... Something European really or... Know, actually. I don't know. Trying to sound like I intelligent. Any, any hint of that? Did it have an American touch to it? Had a bit of everything, I suppose. Yeah, okay, interesting. Might listen to that on the podcast. Brad Davidson, good morning. <laughs> good morning, fellas. How are we? Yeah, good, thanks. We're about to have another runner locked into the Everest, according to Ray Thomas in the Telegraph today. Yeah, Ray's suggesting the snap dance will be locked in, guys, in the next 48 hours or so. Of course, won the uh, Menzi last time out. It was a, a Group 1 winner in the Sangster there at Morfordville over the 1,200 back in May. So, well, can she level up against uh, the big guns, the Nature Scripts, the Eduardos, those types of horses? I would suggest not. Um, but, uh, um, you know, uh, the, the connections, good luck to them. And, and uh, look, she's a, she makes her own speed. Luck up on speed. That's the good thing about it. She can run decent time. But, uh, look, it's a, definitely a level up for her in, in, a, in a Tab Everest where they're all going to be peaking on that day. I think, you know, she's won some of her big races by catching others on the hop. Uh, the Memsie, a great example of that, getting ready to rumble at the 1400 and the rest of them were finishing off late for a bit further. But, look, she's a she's a classy mare. Um, personally, I, I think there's still a few players there, guys, that um, might come out of the woodwork in the next sort of four weeks, these younger horses and how they come back. But, uh, I suppose when you you do take the the big the big guns when you take them out of it, um, you've got to find other horses, and they've decided to go a bit left field here with Snap Dancers. So, look, good luck to them. But yeah, I, I, I think that she's probably more a, a top six, top eight hope than a winning hope, personally. The fields are out, Davo, for the run to the Rose and the Maccabi Diva Stakes. Yeah, Clarky, they are, and uh, well, the Maccabi Diva Stakes. I'm Thunderstruck there at two dollars forty. Fangirl didn't step for that race, so I'm Thunderstruck, a, a commanding favourite there, and of course in the run to the Rose. Um, I think the bookie's not quite sure what to do in this race, to be honest, and and how to how to play a horse like uh, Best of Bordeaux after the. I wouldn't say disappointing run first up. I'd say okay run fresh. I think the point that's been missed by a lot of people there, guys, is the horse was basically poleaxed out of the barriers. So um, he didn't get a chance to actually get up on speed and show the speed he's got. So uh, I think with that check out of the gate, we can be really, really forgiving of him. And look, they're going to ride him a lot more aggressively here naturally and see if he can bounce back. 340, uh, probably don't want to be diving in all the same at the, the short quote. A horse like in secret down the bottom's definitely got a, a chance um, off a different form line. And look, I don't think they're... You would think, normally say she doesn't have a strong enough form line leading into this, but 
I think they're all pretty even, these uh, these three-year-olds. So I think she's got a, a great chance. And, of course, we get to see Fireburn back. And um, we know uh, Gary Portelli is very bullish about the chances for Jarden as well. Look, he needs to find a, a length or two from last preparation, no doubt about that. But it sounds like uh, Gary Portelli, hearing him on Sky Sports Radio yesterday, suggesting that horse can find that uh, this preparation. So fascinating race to see how it all plays out there on the weekend. What about the Chiraco Stakes this weekend, Davo? Shades of Rose, she's the favourite. Yeah, it is, Loz. Um, backed into favouritism over Espiona there in the Chiraco. So, a really good test for her to see if she can step up that extra level. She's been outstanding against weaker opposition of late and it just keeps on raising the bar. So, a great opportunity for her to show it against the big guns on the weekend. And, of course, she's up and running where the likes of Espiona are just returning from a spell. So, she might be able to catch them napping, but I uh, look forward to get my teeth stuck into that race today and, and give some thoughts on it tomorrow. Good race, isn't it? Soft five now at Rose Hill for Saturday as well, Dave. Looking forward to getting your mail tomorrow. Thank you. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Phil Moss coming up shortly. Uh, also today, Pup, second one-day international in Cairns. Day nighter, Australia $1.50 when I last checked with Tab. New Zealand $2.60. Uh, article in the Herald today, Kevin Green was on the pickle juice. The pickle juice when the other day cramping, to deal yes. with cramps. Yes. They've been using that for, well, we were using pickle juice when I was playing. Right, what does it taste like? Mm, like a cheeseburger at McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. We just, it's it's it comes in a tiny, good. yeah, tiny little bottle. Mm-hmm. Have a skull and... Do you swallow it or yep. just swirl it around no, your mouth? Swallow it. you got to swallow it. And helps with cramps, which it actually does. I don't know right. the, I don't know why, I don't know what's in it, but it does, it does seem to help. That and the, you know, the hydrolyte, those sachets. The, oh, yeah. Like the old uh, super duper things, well, the I have those when I'm hungover. Yeah, they, they give they give them to you when you go to hospital when you're dehydrated as well. Yeah, yeah. So you suck a few of those and have a pickle juice and do your best. I have a hydrolyte every day. There you every go. day, do you? Every day I have a hydrolyte after I train. The sachets in your drink or the actual no, no, ice, no, the ice little, block the thing. little oh the round tablet round tablet put in yeah. your drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're good. Yeah. Yeah. I have them when I'm hungover. Electrolytes, really? Yeah, good for you. No, yeah. same, same. <laughs> they work. Well, yeah, they you do. Tea the trick. You got to have them when you get home, whatever state you're in, before you go to bed. It just—that's <laughs> too much preparation. No, no, trust me. Skeleton softening and tumbling in the bed. No, no, I was yeah. advised this, and right. it, it certainly. <laughs> unless it's on your it's pillow. No, <laughs> unless it's on your pillow. Mate, if, I'm, if I'm coming home from a ah. lunch, you reckon I'm going to ah. go? Hang on, before mate, I go to bed. Yeah. You can't even get your clothes off. How am I going to go to the fridge and Mate, make myself a hydrolyte? Look, I'm just trying to help, okay? Yeah. And, and I understand where you're coming from. But you'd have to prepare yeah, so what before you, do, you, you go, go out. out. I'll yeah. tell you what, Stick what you do pillow. before you go out? Because you're going to forget about Beside it. Beside the you, bed. When you get home. Well, what yeah. I do, I put it on my table before I go out. Bedside table? Uh, just my, my kitchen, kitchen table. Kitchen table. On your way to the bedroom. Right. Yeah, which is so I can't miss it, and well, like, you still can, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you make it very uh, obvious. But okay. yeah, if you have one before you go to sleep, after you've had a decent oh, so afternoon slash you, evening, you, you, what you don't wake up with a hand. No, you the next just day? it just um, softens the damage, softens the blow. So you know, yeah. I reckon if I sculled a drink like that before I went to bed when I was blind, I would be I'd be up wind, and that would kill me. Yeah. All you want to do is go to sleep. Yep. When you get home dusty, you just want to sleep. I don't want to get up and go to the bathroom but you're not three times. Home, are you? Or 
going home. dropped off, going Open the fridge. Open the fridge and getting a Where's the hydrolyte sachet? Where's the cold water? Put it in there. Give it a shake. Hang on a second, baby. settle for five minutes. I'll be up in ten, sweetie. I've just got to skull this because Mido's advising me. I hope he's dusty tomorrow. Stuff is. I hope you struggle big time. That's the last time I give these two any help, mate. Jeez. I think I'd rather the hangover than the preparation. Too much prep. Too much thinking time. Look, Mossy, you can deal with these two. Go on, Clark. You give it to him. Mosna, Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool. What happened? Oh, hang on. Can we can we leave that one? No, I'm, I'm about to walk out. Hey, you have to go there. <laughs> First of all, I have to back Mido one thousand percent. So, Hydrolite, two Panadol, oh. and a cheese and veggie mite white knot. What? <laughs> when you get home, <laughs> mate? I've had <laughs> half an hour <laughs> sleep by then. Mate. New bikes are kidding. No way. Tell me you don't do that, Mossy. That's just a good outfit. Who's making a toasted Vegemite Sambo before you go to bed when you're you dusty as? You obviously haven't drunk enough. Yeah. <laughs> Can't see the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Mate, a couple of cheeseburgers on the way home in the taxi is the best you're getting. Oh, there could be a cleaning bill with that one. Oh, but, um, no, look, uh, I was talking of Panadol. I need a couple this morning. <laughs> And so does Jurgen Klopp because uh, he's got some serious headaches. Um, well, Loz wants him gone. out. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, yeah, gone. Lobster's <laughs> gone, mate. Yeah, he can't coach. Yeah, no, he's hopeless. Yeah, get rid of him. He's yeah. done as but, much as he um, can with this group. He might go to United. Oh, that will never happen. Look, it, it, it is interesting. Look, but, I hate to say this, but I think this result has been, you, you wouldn't have picked it, but it's sort of been coming because we've been talking for the last few weeks. They've been off the boil. There's been some. Worrying signs, the, the form of Mo Salah, um, you know, where he was this time last season to to where he is now. Um, he was rated by experts during the game about a 5 out of 10. Um, look, I think the team as a whole was about a 3 out of 10 for what they're, what they're capable of and what we expect of them. But, um, yeah, look, full credit to Napoli. They, they took full advantage. Um, but some real, real headaches for, um, for Jurgen Klopp. Uh, how he how he turns this around. There's some players, and I, I talk about Mo Salah, I talk about Van Dijk. Um, in particular, I think the midfield looks a bit slow at the moment. Um, it's just not clicking. So some real soul-searching. Massive story at Chelsea. Uh, the new owners have sacked Thomas Tuchel after the loss to Dinamo Zagreb yesterday, and it looks like they're in talks with Brighton manager Graham Potter. What have you made of all this, Mossy? Well, the ghost of Roman lives on. <laughs> Is what I make of it because under the Abramovich era, um, this was just par for the course. New owners now, um, they've been in charge 100 days. For me, from from the outside looking in, and we can only judge it on that, um, it's shocking. Um, Tuchel came in, he's been there since January 2021, um, and he's won the Champions League. He's made two finals, the, the FA Cup and the, and the League Cup, um, won the club. Uh, World Championship, Club World Cup, um, which is which is one trophy that uh, Abramovich never got during his uh, ownership of the club. So on the face of it, it, it is shocking. And Aubameyang just signed uh, last week, um, played 50, 59 minutes under Tuchel. Um, he spent uh, $450 million in the transfer market, which is just closed. And then you, you walk the, the manager that did that. It just makes no sense. But uh, anyway, they've done it. Um, and uh, Graham Potter, I'd be, I'd be really surprised. Graham Potter's never worked at a club the size of 
of Chelsea. He's doing fantastic uh, things with Brighton, um, of course, uh, who are in the top four. But um, gee, for me, that would be a massive punt at a club the size of Chelsea. Just a bit too tough for Ange Postacoglu and Celtic against Real Madrid. Yeah, Loz asked me the other morning what would what would be a, a respectable scoreline. I sort of said three nil. Anything more than that would be um, would be not so great. It, it ended up three nil, but gee, they they were good value for the first fifty six minutes until Real Madrid went bang bang in uh, in the space of a couple of minutes, uh, and they were two nil, and the game was pretty much gone um, after Junior uh, scored the the first goal in the um, in the fifty six minute. Did I just say Junior? <laughs> I was trying to be too exotic then. Let's just go with Junior. Junior, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, but... but be as exotic uh, as you want, Mossy. <laughs> We're an exotic Can show. Can you do it in French? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go back to some Paris stories. <laughs> can, can, they, can they go through in this group, though, Mossy? Um, look, I think, I think they can. Um, yeah, I, I, they, they put up a great fight against 14 times uh, winners. Real Madrid um, for an hour. So, you know, I, I believe they they can scrape through that group. Well, it's top two. Um, Real Madrid, obviously, favourites to, to go through in, in first spot. But um, just just a wonderful, you know, snapshot when you see Ange Postacoglu, an Australian manager, shaking hands with Carlo Ancelotti in a warm embrace. Um, that, that just takes Australian coaches and, and what we're capable of achieving to a whole new level. Um, and it was a surreal moment um, watching that on TV. So credit to Ange. He won't be happy with the result, don't get me wrong, but um, certainly something to build on and some, uh, some real good lessons for, for him and his staff. Yeah, good moment, no doubt about that, Mossy. Uh, now, just close to the home, the Matildas. What did you make of for their second performance against Canada? It was a good first half, good start. Mary Fowler with the goal, but then they've conceded a couple of goals in the second half and gone down again. Yeah, that's right. And I, I was out there, you know, so I, I got the chance to sit up high and, and watch, you know, not just the, the performance, but the, the, the tactics, the game plan. Um, I, I still think there's two more questions than answers. I really do. I, I hate to say this because I, more than anyone on earth, I want the Matildas to go really well in this uh, this Home World Cup that we're, we're hosting next season. But I just, I look at the form of Sam Kerr um, and some of the key players, Mary Fowler, um, the midfield, I just, I don't see it. Um, I hate to say that, I really do, and, and I don't like to be critical of coaches with my other cap on Football Coaches Australia, but um, I just think we've got so far to go to uh, to restore the, the, the faith and the confidence of the Australian public in the Matildas, which is... Um, you know, one of the highest profile sporting teams in the country. Um, and when we host this World Cup, it's going to go to a whole new level. The eyes of the whole country um, particularly will be on them, um, let alone the world. So, yeah, I, I think we've got a lot of work to do, mate. Yeah, it was disappointing, no doubt. Uh, now, also, I want to ask you about Steve Corica this week spoke about the departure of Milos Nikovic from Sydney FC to the Wanderers. And Corica says that, uh, well, Ninkovic only wanted to come off the bench for 20 to 30 minutes in matches this season, uh, which naturally wasn't tenable considering he takes up one of the five allowed foreign player spots. So it's astonishing if that's true. I mean, you can't start dictating how long you're going to play. (laughs) What? Yeah, I, I didn't see those comments, to be honest. Um, and I have I have spoken to both Stevie and and Ninko um, privately ab- ab- about what happened, and 
and look, there's, there's, I'm not going to air some of their private thoughts. Um, I don't think that's fair on either of them. They're both top quality human beings and, and quality football people. But um, yeah, look, I, I think the, I think it's fair to say the truth somewhere in between. Like, like most um, stories, it's, it's just sad to see because, um, you know, I know Ninko and, and Stevie had, and I'm, I, I hope they still do have a, a very close relationship. They, they play, play in similar positions. Stevie was number 10, Ninko's number 10. Um, and look, I, I'd like to look forward rather than backwards and just say that it's going to add some some great ingredients and spices, herbs and spices to the Sydney Derby this season. So something for everyone to look forward to. That it certainly will. Now let's get your multi-mossy fixtures in the Premier League this weekend. You're looking at a Western London Derby, Fulham and Chelsea, other highlights. Well, Liverpool up against Wolves, a crucial game for Liverpool considering how they're going at the moment. Man City and Tottenham though, that would be the best game of the weekend. Arsenal up against Everton. Who do you like for your multi? Well, you picked three of them for me, Chelsea. Uh, into Liverpool, into Man City. And I'm going to go with Man United as well to get over Crystal Palace away. So Chelsea to beat Fulham, um, Liverpool to beat Wolves, Man City to beat Spurs, Man United to beat Crystal Palace. Okay, Liverpool, I haven't added to that. So Chelsea, City, United, Liverpool, that four-legger is $6.87. Mossy, you have a fantastic weekend, mate. I will, but I'm just going to pat myself on the back very, very quickly because I got my first multi-uploads. Ah, outstanding. And it was it was this morning. It was Ajax into Spurs into Bayern into Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid, I was sweating bullets because there was three goals in injury time. Nil all going to the 90th minute into injury time and then all three goals came there. Atletico Madrid, Antoine Griezmann with the winner with the last strike of the ball. Just an astonishing game. Okay, Mossy, thank you so much. Well done. Something. Take care. With footy, with footy finals fast approaching, it's time to crack open a couple of furfies with your mates and enjoy some unbelievable moments, whether it's bearing witness to a six-beer carry in a crowded pub, fitting five mates onto a three-seater sofa for the game, or actually witnessing footy history unravelling on the screen in front of you. Unbelievable moments pair perfectly with a furfy. Grab a case to share with your mates this footy finals. Uh, please repeat Mossy's multi. Okay, once again, he likes. It's a four-legger. All to win. Chelsea to win. Man City. Man United. Liverpool. Uh, so for those four clubs to win, $6.87 is Mossy's multi. Courtesy of the text line. Also on the text line, hey, guys, could I give a shout-out to Kurt? It's his birthday. He's got COVID, so he's at home listening today. But if, you, you, if we could say happy birthday from the team at BHE. So happy birthday, Kurt. I wonder if that's our Kurt who calls in uh, as COVID. well. I reckon Get well probably soon. will be. Get well soon. Uh, good on you, Kurt. So happy birthday from the team at BHE. And uh, a very good morning to Dave Stanley. How are you, DS? Yeah, good morning, uh, Mido. Good to talk to you and Pup this morning and everybody. Looking forward to... A pretty big show, boys. Um, obviously, we've got the carnival starting here in Sydney, and James Cummings is going to join us straight after scratching. He's going to talk about all the Godolphin runners, Tommy Berry, Chris Roach, Jock Logley, and Mitch Beer. And uh, very excited to hear what Mitch has to say about uh, Mammoth when it comes to, of course, uh, the Kosciuszko. And that draw will be tomorrow, I'm hearing through, from Racing New South Wales Meadows. So... We'll await further information, but we'll find out who the lucky 14 are tomorrow. Oh, bring it on. How good. I just want to point out, Dave, I'm, I'm sure you've probably received the same note from Inglis, but as of uh, tomorrow uh, on englisdigital.com.au, 
the industry is naturally rallying around Alyssa Meredith, who suffered a terrible fall there at Gunnedah. Back when was that? Early July, July 4. So uh, there's an auction which commences from 3 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, so it's going to be some auctions are going to be available. Some auction items are going to be available for the English Digital September early online sale from 3 p.m. tomorrow until midday next Wednesday. And uh, Alyssa, well, she's recovering from a pair of brain contusions that she suffered in that fall and is in a rehab facility in Sydney. She spent most of the past eight weeks in the John Hunter Hospital there in Newcastle after that fall at Gunnedah. So there's uh, things such as framed silks worn by James McDonald when he won the Wink Stakes on Enemo, uh, a Tab Epsom Race Day experience, sweet tickets there, um, a champagne tour of the Gay Waterhouse Adrian Bott Stable. Uh, the War Brothers have uh, donated some memorabilia. There's jockey breeches uh, signed and framed uh, with uh, the Sydney Jockeys Room. Uh, packaged for the William Inglis Hotel as well. All available tomorrow to be bid on uh, from 3pm tomorrow. EnglisDigital.com.au to help with the rehabilitation for Elisa Meredith. That's outstanding. We were going to actually try and chat with Alyssa today. Um, and she was, you know, keen yesterday morning, uh, but she's sort of still just, um, you know, having, you know, recovering, so to speak. So she said, look, uh, not going to chat to you guys today or this morning, but she will chat to us uh, when she can. And just on um, more uh, possible, um, you know, funds going into that um, that GoFundMe, et cetera, raising funds for her, uh, the... Calcutta, which myself and Luke are doing next week for the Newcastle Cup and yep. the Prince of Merriweather. Uh, Ty and the team there have uh, contacted me. And as you know, with Calcutta's, 10% uh, of ticket sales and, and also of the the overall proceeds go to a charity of choice. And they wanted to get behind Alyssa as well. So I think that's uh, next next week in Newcastle, if you're around the Prince of Merriweather and you want to get to the Calcutta and uh, support a good cause and, and have a bit of fun, I think uh, how good. So, yeah. It just, again, Mitto proves how good our sport is uh, when it comes to these sort of things and rallying behind. No, no doubt about that, mate. We saw that uh, when we had the floods up north last year as well, and I uh, know you helped out really well with that as well. So, no, it is the great thing about the game. What else is on today? Mate, uh, we're going to preview racing today uh, at our New South Wales venue. We've got Hawkesbury today, so and we've also got Mwollomar up in the northern part of the state, and we'll look at Rose Hill. Our punters panel tomorrow will be Luke Marlowe, Richard Callender, Chris Roots and Glenn Munsey. Of course, they got that winning multi last week, so we'll carry that over into uh, the, like the carryover champs, like Sale of the Century. So they come back and get another crack at it until we uh, move them on if they don't win. And um, tomorrow, as I said, that Cosy announcement. So as soon as we get more information through about when that announcement will be, how it's going to unfold, we will let you all know. Um, no doubt it'll be on Sky Thoroughbred Central, but if we've got a gap here and there, I'm sure we will try and take that audio here on the radio because people will be wanting to know if they've got a slot at a spot to win the two million bucks. So bring it on, boys. Absolutely, mate. You have a good day. You too.